Hello and welcome to Connecting You to You Radio, where we tune in to receive the messages of health and well-being that are being broadcast from the soul. I'm your host, Lisa Warner, author of The Simplicity of Self-Healing. I show you how to heal your body naturally by combining your body's innate intelligence with the wisdom of your own soul so that you can break through the mental programming of limiting beliefs that cause disease and make healing your body and changing your life simple. Welcome to Soul Stories, because every soul has a story. I'm Lisa Warner. I am the author of The Simplicity of Self-Healing, and I will be your host for Soul Stories. Today, my guest is my good friend, Masha Weston. Masha, welcome. Thank you, Lisa. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to have you on Soul Stories. You and I have known each other for quite a few years now, and you live in Spain and I live in the United States, so we don't get to see each other all that often, well, actually ever in person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do that one day, though. Exactly. So I'm so excited to have you here today to share your story. So go ahead, share what is your story? Oh my God, there's so many stories. So let's just start at the beginning. Uh, you already said I live in Spain, but I wasn't born here. I was born in Germany in a tiny, tiny, tiny village in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by forest. Um, beautiful. And now I live in sunny Spain with no forest around me, just sun and sea. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so quite two extremes, two different extremes, but I love them both. And yeah, um, upbringing, typical countryside, played a lot in the forests, um, did read a lot, was a little bit of a loner, which I'm still on one hand, I am, I love community, I love being with people, but I recharge best on my own. So that's, I think that's from my youth because I did spend a lot of time on my own. That's amazing being out in, in the forest. You know, did you, you played out in nature a lot? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did um, as well with friends. So there's been quite a few adventures in the forest, either on my own or yeah meeting some foxes from further away and running away, <laughs> making out it's a big monster. <laughs> um, to just quiet time sitting under the trees and daydreaming. Beautiful. I think that was my favorite pastime, sitting in a tree. Ah, oh, mine too. <laughs> and just daydream away let the sun shine a little bit on your face and yeah dream of a better world even though the world at that time wasn't that bad <laughs> I mean for kids they never are but yeah so 
Yeah. So what are some of the things that you knew as a child? What are some of your earliest memories? My earliest memories was um, actually um, traveling without leaving anywhere. So the normal astral travel. I used to like doing that until one day I got frightened and forgot about it. So I just recently rediscovered how to astral travel again, which is exciting. Wow, tell um, us more about that. <laughs> well, as I say, I used to just spend a lot of time on my own and daydream. Um, especially sitting in the trees. Normally I didn't realize much around my surroundings. So I traveled in my thoughts to everywhere. I've been all around the world. I loved going through the universe. Uh, but one day I discovered you can actually as well travel into different dimensions. Which was completely different because before it was me being there but still seeing it as if I was there in person, so through my eyes. But going to a different dimension, I must have encountered a, a door with a mirror on. So I've seen myself and that was completely spooky. Don't ask me why, it was so spooky that everywhere I turned I just seen mirror images of myself. <laughs> and it scared me that much that I actually completely forgot about it. And went, nope, no more, that's it. <laughs> Wow, interesting. Have, when you look back on that, what do you what do you make of it now? I think what I actually did see was all the different versions of myself that exist in all different dimensions. So from the thought of now, it would have been cool if I could have had a conversation with every one of them. But yeah, I can, I can imagine for a kid, yes, it was scary. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, a lot of things are scary if you don't know about them. Of course. Yeah. Even for us adults, there's enough things that are scary. But if, if you actually then take the time to learn about them, they're less scary. Or what is it? There is no growth within your comfort zone and to leave your comfort zone is scary as well. So with my nowadays knowledge, it's I would have hopefully pushed through that comfort zone or would have said, okay, I'm not traveling dimensions anymore until I learn more about that and I just travel the world. So what, what got you back into astral traveling um a recent session with a friend of mine where we actually did discover that and i reconnected with myself at that age and we made we made it good so now tr astral traveling is fun again ah uh -huh. nice nice how how old were you when you had that first experience? Um, I think the first one I can remember I was about three. 
And then when you had the multidimensional experience, how old were you for that? Probably about six. Wow. I'm not 100% sure because I've just pushed it so far out of my brain that I didn't remember until we had the session. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. Isn't that amazing how our bodies, our minds can protect us from mm -hmm. harm? You know, it's like when something that something scary happens to us when we have like a big shock like that. The mind will prevent us from remembering it. This is a lot about what Alzheimer's is. Mm -hmm. When something that's just too much for us happens, it's like, boom, we start to forget because we don't want to remember those things. True. And it's it's the same as well with if we are going through extreme trauma. Yeah. Very often our brain tells us it's not happening. Exactly. Just finds an escape somehow. Yeah. And I can talk a lot about that as well. Because um, when, well, growing up, at the age of about 13, my uncle started sexually abusing me. Mm. Um, at the age of 18 and a half, I got raped by a man. And it just evolved bit by bit. I ended up in a in a violent relationship. And even though the man was beating me up on a regular basis, I was too frightened to go on one hand. And on the other hand, my brain often just went in a completely different direction just to not suffer so much physically nor mentally in each of those occasions and that actually got me to Spain because I ran away from him and the first three months I just stared holes in the air. I switched my brain off and let my subconscious do the first trauma work to get out of it. So I <laughs> I, I know quite a bit about how the brain can just close down, which though for me was the best thing I did. Wow. Well, isn't it amazing how those traumas can actually make us so much stronger and bring us so much closer to the truth of who we are? Yeah. Yeah, they do. I mean... For me, that was as well, like you say, that the last step in after the three month, the first step back into normal life for me was you've gotten out of the situation, but you're still letting those men win. Mm -hmm. You escaped, but you haven't escaped. You've taken them with you. They're still here. So do not let them win. You are the winner here. You've gotten out of it. Now show it, prove it to yourself and to everybody else. And mainly to myself. <laughs> wow. I love that. You know, I know that, I know that that story is hitting home for a lot of people who are listening 
right now because I know that that is unfortunately it's a very very common theme mm -hmm. I lost yeah. a, a, a relative to domestic violence so I know what you're talking about mm. yeah it's such a shame that it exists but yes <sighs> traumatized people traumatize other people which mm -hmm. is yeah. just so it's so sad you know we see it happening on not only just on individual levels but on a collective level you know war is a mass trauma you know mm -hmm. it's very sad yeah hopefully we can put an end to all of that soon so your story is so important to share so tell them, so tell us what happened next once you had that incredible re realization of hey I am the winner like don't let them win how did what happened after that I mean it's it's hard work it took a while so the first step I took was signing up for Spanish classes because in foreign country foreign language something needs to be done because sooner or later money would run out as well so um and I went three hours every day to Spanish class and on top of that I took the bus so for the first I don't know how many weeks constantly I was looking behind me just constantly every time I stepped on the street I was looking behind me who's following me would I was feeling unsafe because of my past obviously but I just pushed through went on and my mum got me a book from Dale Carnegie in German I don't know the exact title in in, in English so it was and it, in it it said as well even though if you don't feel like it smile mm. like they say with business fake it until you make it <laughs> so it was just, just smile and your body and your psyche automatically sooner or later will feel much better so, so i walked for weeks and weeks and weeks and months with this fake smile on my <laughs> my face where it was even my muscles was hurting because i wasn't used to smiling but sooner or later that smile actually turned into a real smile i stopped looking behind me so much i just pushed myself out of that safe nest more and more and more I started working I started making friends I started going out with another guy just for coffee to learn more Spanish as well so that turned into a relationship so bit by bit I just got my normal life back and I never seen it as a win till a lot of years later Everybody else was saying how amazing that was, and I was just, yeah, okay, right. But I didn't praise myself for it. And the easy part was when, when you get into all this personal development and things like that, yes, forgive people in your past. Right, that's easy. It sounds hard when you are within that trauma. But it still, it was easy for me to forgive all those men in my past. Really? Say more about that. <laughs> um, 
Well, if I think about it, I'm happily married now. I've met the man of my dreams, my soulmate. I've got a 13-year-old son. I've got nearly my dream life. So I'm I'm living a happy life, and that wouldn't have happened without those men. Any way I look at it, without those men, I would never move to Spain. I would be in Germany living a completely different life. I'm stronger for them. I'm the better person because of them. I am who I am because of them. So uh, there's so much that, even though it would have been nice and not go through, to be grateful for to a degree. So forgiving them was, once I understood that, easy. The hard part, and the really, really, really hard part, was to forgive myself. Why did you allow that to happen? Why didn't you do something? Why didn't you put a stop to it straight at the beginning? Why, 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 why? I, if, if everybody would talk to their friends like we talk to ourselves in our head, I don't think nobody would have friends. So I'm no exception there. I was the one as well. You shouldn't have allowed this from the first place. You should have not gotten into this situation. You should have... So forgiving myself for allowing this to happen, that was the hardest. And it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. You did it. Mm-hmm. I did. That's amazing. That's such a powerful message. So many people need to hear that. And because we've all done that. We all look mm-hmm. back and go, oh, God, like, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. You know, why didn't I stand up for myself? Why did I let go of my boundaries or, you know, whatever it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the same now as well if if you've said something wrong or if somebody suffered because you've had a bad day. Mm -hmm. you still got that voice in your head. Oh, how nasty have you been? So I think really what we've got to work on the most is forgiving ourselves. I think you're right. And then we can love ourselves. Mm -hmm. And if we forgive ourselves for everything, and love ourselves, then we have those boundaries that we can set and nobody crosses because we don't allow those boundaries to be crossed. But before that, while we don't love ourselves completely, with all our flaws, with all our good and bad, we allow people to trample over us because if I don't respect myself, how can I expect others to respect me? Exactly. And there are, you know, those two sides to every situation. Mm-hmm. There's that side where if we're not respecting ourselves, we have to attract somebody to disrespect us so that we can be shaken awake to go, oh, wait, <laughs> I have to do this. So, and the other person who was doing this, they have their own lessons that they're learning. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so there's always two sides to that story. Exactly. Um, and two things that I've learned as well is, like you say, everybody you meet is a mirror. And if you look into that mirror, they are showing you what you still need to work on. If it's, why is this triggering me? Why is this happening to me? Why do I always attract that? There is something that you need to work on. Not they have to work on something. You always have to work on that. (laughs) And the don't think, take things personally. Huge. In the amount of times that you go into a supermarket and somebody there treats you a bit offish, if you take that personally, it influences the rest of your day and probably other people take personally that you might be a bit offish. But if you think, well, maybe that person's gotten out of bed on the wrong foot, maybe they're having a lot of problems in their life, it's got to do with them, not with you then the rest of your day goes much better as well because you're not taking it personally. So it's it's the two things to look at. Either is there something I need to work on or is it just, well, if I don't take it personally, it's their problem, not mine. Exactly. Yeah, I remember being just very unhappy in my life And I was not always a nice person to everybody, you know, but it was just because I was miserable and I wanted the world to change, you know, everybody else should be nice, you know, the world should be different. Why is this happening to me? And then I finally realized it's me. Like Mm -hmm. once I change me, then the entire world changes. Yep, exactly. Beautiful. So. What so as you start to look back on your life, what are what are some of the things that that really stand out to you as um, like moments of just like like some of the real highlights? Apart from my son being born. Mm which is a highlight, I think, in every mother's life. <laughs> sure. um, what I love looking back at and what I would have loved to have had more of was the time I spent with my grandma in her garden. Oh. It's been... The only times that my grandma... It's been herself when we were there. So it was precious bonding time with her. She was teaching me all these different things in the garden, how to grow white asparagus, how to look after your garden, how to care for some of the plants. Um, I remember asking her, she used to have a lot of empty beer bottles just stuck in the soil. And it was for a kid, like, Grandma, why is there so many empty beer bottles in your garden? And she explained to me it's for the type of mice that live underground. They don't like the sound when the wind blows on the 
glass bottles so it keeps them out of your garden wow so no all of this incredible lost knowledge or at least that it's not real common these days anymore that's so interesting so if you, if you want to protect the roots of your plants that is one way to go put a few glass bottles wow i love that i'm gonna remember that because i got a few little critters in my gardens <laughs> Who hasn't? Although there's always enough for everyone. Exactly. Beautiful. Did your grandma, your grandma lived in Germany? Did you live close to her? We lived about an hour and a half drive away. So it was little a week here on the summer holidays that I spent there. Or sometimes we went just for a visit on the weekend. Um, yeah. So, but then, unfortunately, my mum and her grand her mum fell out for a while, so I didn't go as often. And yeah, I would have liked to have spent more time there. Yeah. Did you have brothers and sisters growing up? I've had a brother, I've got a brother and a sister, but they're both 11 and 12 years older, so I can barely remember them being at home. Oh, wow. It, it was quite cool, though, the older brother. Every time there was trouble out on the streets and my brother was close by, he came stomping along. Has anybody got a problem with my little sister? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was more like growing up like an only child because oh. my my sister left early, my brother went early as well to study. Uh universities went close by where I lived. So yeah. Wow, are you still close to them today? Mm-hmm. Closer than ever. Oh, that's so nice. And do they still live in Germany? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I know my sister always seen me as the nuisance when I was little. That really? little annoying thing. And I've got to look after her. You know, I wanna go out the weekend, but I've got to look after that little thing, that monster, that princess, that spoiled whatever <laughs> as it is with the little ones, but yeah. Now she sees me with different eyes, luckily. <laughs> uh. <laughs> cool did you like school growing up i loved school i love learning yeah although school partly was boring because yeah for one you've got to go set hours you've got to learn set things you can't do what you want Everything had to be explained a hundred times where me, after the second time, I already understood everything. So I was there like, oh, can we do something else? Mm -hmm. Or I was the one disturbing, talking to others. <laughs> but yeah, for me, school was fun. It wasn't the 
nuisance that some others see in it because I as I say I love learning I love learning different things not everything we got taught is correct I know that but it still was interesting it still is interesting to find out now what we've got taught what's not so true <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah I never had much trouble at school either I was one of those kids that belonged to each group and belonged to none so I loved mixing and mingling with all of them whether it was the geeks, the in kids, uh, the sporty kids uh, all of them and at the same time I've taken myself out of each group as I wanted so hmm. wow that's pretty impressive at that time it was quite cool and then came a time where you want to be in a box you want to belong somewhere mm -hmm. don't ask me why but <laughs> that time came right yeah. we come from oneness so we all do want to belong. Yeah, but do we have to put ourselves into a box for that? Okay. We've all got our strengths, we've all got our weaknesses, we've all got our preferences. It, we've all got our opinions, but that still doesn't mean that somebody who's got a different opinion or a different preference is not our type shouldn't be hanging out with us or I don't know for me it was always I, I never understood these prejudices or these boxes to put people in I mean enough I don't need another box exactly yeah it's 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 interesting when we look out at society and see how people are grouped into specific boxes mm -hmm. and then we're told that those people in that box don't talk to them they're bad people in that box they don't know what they're doing they're they're dangerous or whatever whatever it is that we're told and you know this box over here that we're in this is the box you want to be in yeah, because mm -hmm. this is the right box. You know, that's the wrong box. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's very divisive and it's very sad. Yeah. For one and for two, some of the boxes are the victim boxes. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can put myself into the box of victims of domestic violence. But then I stay the victim and I'm not the victim anymore. Exactly. And the same with ex-drug addicts, ex-alcoholics, mm -hmm. a lot of them still put themselves into that box of I am an alcoholic in a dry spell, mm -hmm. I am a drug addict, I'm just not using at the moment. You're still the victim to the substance then. You're still having that addiction, even though it's just a mental addiction. So let go of that box. I know it's not that easy. And it can be that easy, too. Hmm. And it really can be just a choice to 
stop. You know, just mm-hmm. a choice to be yourself without any labels. Exactly. Beautiful. So what's life like in Spain now? What What's your life like? Um, what's life like in Spain? I don't know. Since, since the pandemic, life here has changed a bit. Mm. It's gotten a bit, I don't know whether it's, I call it weirder. But at the same time, life here is is compared to Germany much more relaxed. In in Germany, when I left, everybody was stressed and moody and miserable and just running around, not having time for anything. Whereas here in Spain, the clocks tick different. If you're on time, you're actually early. If somebody tells you I'm coming Tuesday morning, they might actually arrive Tuesday afternoon. Wow. So it's a thing to get used to on one hand. On the other hand, it's, yeah, stress does exist. But a lot less to a degree. You can... Spanish still... Work to live and not live to work. Because that, that's what Germans typically do. They live to work. That's all they focus on. All their life is work, 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 work. Um, Spanish still have that different attitude. We We work because we have to, obviously. But we work to live. It's a tourist area here, what I like, because you meet all different nationalities. Um, a lot of people come and go, obviously, which makes it hard to find friendships on one hand. But on the other hand, I've got so many friends that just come here twice a year on holiday. I meet new people. Well, I could every day if I want to. There's enough activities that can be done in all different ways, whatever you prefer, whatever you like. Okay, big theatres, things like that, you find in the major cities, so you'd have to drive. But I've got the sun, I've got the beach, I've got, well, my little nature in my garden. (laughs) Going out is a bit more dry and palm trees, but it's nature as well. I love that. I love the Mediterranean lifestyle because it is, it's much more relaxed. I think, what do you think? um, Like, do you think that the, the Mediterranean sea has an influence on that lifestyle? I think more the sun has a different, makes a change because I notice it now more than I did in Germany. In Germany, it was normal in winter, autumn, springtime. Most of the days were moody, dark, miserable. You left to work in the dark. You came back home in the dark. You barely seen any sun. So your mood was the same. And here, my mood as well swings a little bit. When it's a dark, moody, miserable day. But we've got... 
350 sunny days out of the year more or less mm. 340 maybe depending on the year so it's not that bad <laughs> <laughs> And it, it does make a does difference. Make a difference. <laughs> the sun just puts a smile on your face. It's better for your immune system. It's, it's You feel happier. Yeah. When it's brighter, it's lighter. And mm -hmm. Like both, both visually and emotionally. Yep. Yeah. Which I don't mean you can't be happy if you live in a place like Germany. You can. Obviously. Yep. You can I be happy anywhere. Northeast of the United States, where it gets very gray all winter long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do miss the sun a lot. <laughs> Although you have what I miss. I miss the snow. Uh, I'll send you some. We'll trade. <laughs> send me some sun. I'll send you some snow. <laughs> I mean, a cold, wintry, snowy day with sun glistering over the snow. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't it? It is just gorgeous. So that's another thing that as well can make one happy. It might not be warm, but even here I get cold in winter. I have my winter coat on when the tourists come in their shorts and t-shirt. Right. <laughs> yes, I remember traveling in... I went to Portugal one time and it was in March and I was in, I was in short sleeves and everybody else was in down coats. Like what's going on here? <laughs> it's like yeah. in the upper sixties, low seventies. What's going on? <laughs> when I first met my husband 16 years ago, he just moved over from England in January. He moved and we met in March. And he was laughing at me because he was in his t-shirt shorts and I was at least at night with my winter coat and long trousers. <laughs> but now he's the same. So it just takes a bit of getting used to, but it's, it's always wonderful to see. Yep. They are the tourists in summer. You can tell them because they're all red, yeah. very red. <laughs> And in winter, you can tell them because they're in shorts and t-shirt. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So you're live you live in southern Spain, along the Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not not completely south, but yeah. Yeah. The southern half. Yeah, along that Mediterranean, I love I love that. Mm. And it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I think the I think the sea, for me, what I've noticed in the United States, like especially in Florida, you know, because Florida is like a big peninsula, I've noticed that on the eastern side of Florida and the western side, the eastern side is on the Atlantic, so the Atlantic is a lot more rough, and mm -hmm. you know the waves are a lot bigger, and then on the on the Gulf side, it's a lot more calm. And the lifestyle is very different on each coast, wherever you are in Florida. So I think the water has a lot to do with it as well. You know, mm -hmm. that kind of that laid back lifestyle. It's like when the water is crashing in, you know, like there's that just kind of that constant energy. And then just that constant other type of energy. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
although I think water in general is just amazing. I love those stormy days by the sea when you can see the waves crashing in. It's beautiful. I love mm. I where I live we have a lot of lakes, which lakes and rivers and ponds and I love that. I love being around the water. Yeah. Calm water is more mine as well, like a lake or a little stream floating along the sea. It's, it's beautiful to walk along, it's beautiful to look at. I'd rather swim here in a pool though than in the sea. Yeah. Because I like that calm water. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. And in summer, the beaches here are too full to go anyway. So. Oh, hmm. yeah. Wow. So, as you look, as you look back on your life, what are the things? What are some of the things that that you've learned along your journey that you wish you knew when you were younger? I think the main thing that I really wish I would have known when I was younger is how to fully, completely love myself and accept myself. If I could give those tools to my younger self, I'd be happy. Anything else? comes with time and wisdom anyway and growth and the things you go through are the experience where you learn from. I don't think I would. Yeah. No, that's the biggest lesson. Yeah. Do you, do you have any, any memories from your childhood that you remember like making a decision and if you could go back now? you would give yourself some advice? No. No? No. Because then I wouldn't be me. I love that. I'd be a different person. Nah. No, all, all the decisions I made, I learned from. They were valuable lessons. So... The only thing that, with loving myself, just get that little me a bit more confident. Because I lacked a lot of that. I was that quiet, shy, don't grab life by the horns type of girl. Yeah. And it what did take it a lot makes of us shy. For me, it was the lack of confidence. And the lack of confidence comes from a lack of self-worth, a lack of self-love. Because if you, if you love yourself and don't need the reassurance of anybody else, you don't need anybody else to love you, 
not meaning you don't need a partner or anything. I love my husband dearly. But I don't need his love to feel loved. I don't need his love to make me worth anything. I need his love to make me feel good and to give it back. But that's roundabout it. I feel good as well if I wouldn't have him. He makes my life much better, much bigger. He adds to it. But it wouldn't be taking away anything if he one day doesn't say I love you. So that's the thing that I mean with when you love yourself, then you don't you have the confidence because you don't think about, oh, what might somebody else think if I do that? Oh, I bet I don't say anything because oh, maybe people get that wrong or understand it wrong or people under don't understand me. Well, if they don't understand you, so what? That's what I'm saying now, but as that shy little kid even trying to find uh, an apprenticeship or a job, I was so extremely shy. It was always like the person interviewing me was trying to eat me. Even though they didn't, I mean, they never would have anyway. And I didn't get the jobs, obviously, because I was too quiet and too shy and too uh, scared. And if I would have had that self-love, maybe I would have gotten one of them jobs. Or maybe not, but it wouldn't have mattered so much. So, do you have any regrets? Yes. No? My biggest regret is that it took me so long to learn to just be me. Anywhere and everywhere. To just be centered in myself and here I am. I'm singing karaoke. If you like it or not, I don't care. I'm enjoying myself. I'm here. I'm doing what I want to do. And I'm here to enjoy, fully enjoy my life without having to worry about other people, without having to be frightened of the outcome as long as I don't hurt anybody as long as I'm we're here to enjoy ourselves I mean every day could be our last every second could be our last and we don't realize that until we are a certain age unfortunately so so why do you think that that we as souls incarnate? Why do why why do we come here and put ourselves through these life lessons? To exactly learn that. To to learn whatever we've come here to learn, to learn either forgiveness or to learn the self love or to learn compassion. 
because as our souls we are not really our souls themselves don't know what compassion really means our souls don't know good and bad we here learn what is good and what is bad what is black and what is white in that respect so that's how we as well learn the compassion you can't be compassionate with anybody if you've had a brilliant life and never had any problems how can you show or be compassionate to somebody who's going through a rough time if you never had a rough time so i think these are the, the things that we're here to learn which ones ever we've chosen um forgiving others forgiving ourselves all these lessons to evolve and grow bigger and let our light shine absolutely and we can only do this here on earth because here on earth we actually forget who we are we come into this life we get born and we know nothing we don't know how to talk we don't know how to nothing and remembering bit by bit on who we are that's part of the journey but if we wouldn't know it straight from birth we would not learn the lessons that we're here to learn and do you think that you've had other incarnations as as the soul do you think you've had other other experiences and adventures before coming into this carni incarnation? Oh, 100%, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't tell you with any certainty, but I'm 100% sure one day I got burned as a witch mm. because I still got that fear of fire, not fear, but extreme respect for fire. I like fire from a safe distance. Yeah. And I've never gotten burned, so I can't say it's from this life. Mm -hmm. There's things, yeah. Certainly where you can say places look familiar and you've never been before. So there's got to be something. Yeah. Have you ever had a past life memory? You know, just like something that comes to you and you just absolutely know for sure that wow that's something that i experienced in a different body not that i could say it for certain i mean i had deja vu mm -hmm. many times but that was mainly about i have it mainly with conversations mm. where in the middle of the conversation my brain goes hang on and now somebody's going to say exactly, oh, what they're saying right now. And yeah. then the next person is going to say, <laughs> and it's like, hang on, why, why have I gone through this conversation already? Yeah, isn't that uh, interesting? What do you think that is? Hmm. I don't know. It might be that in a different dimension, we've gone through that conversation on a day earlier. Or it might be just this, what others call a premonition. I mean, time is not so linear. Maybe in your dream you've already traveled to there and was 
listening into the conversation collective consciousness you've picked it up from there there are so many different options that could be who knows and what do you think is what what do you think's the next step after this life as the soul like where where do we go what happens next when we're finished with this incarnation well i think then we're going to look back at the lessons we've learned the lessons we haven't learned the lessons we want to learn again and whether we want to come back to earth or we want to go somewhere else depending on what lessons we still need to learn or if we've learned the lessons we wanted to and want to take a break maybe we're somebody's guardian angel for a while somebody's spirit guide it is completely our choice on what we need to develop further have we developed enough to take a break have we developed enough to say right that's it i stay in the spirit realm who knows and do you think coming coming to earth is just a for our own personal development or do you think there's a reason that we are here on earth at this time for a collective reason i think it's both and it depends some of us just come for us and others have come to assist those people that have just come from them for themselves or assist earth in general assist the animals it's yeah it all depends as well on what you've decided before you came here but we all come here to live this time so we've all decided to go through the pandemic we've all decided to go through the things that we've gone through and we've all decided to stay here and see what's going on what's going to happen next we know our souls are excited about it whether we are or not it's a different thing <laughs> and what do you think is the uh, in the story of of humanity where do you think we're going to take this story i'm an optimist i'm an absolute optimist so i think we're finally going to manage to turn things around for the good there's more and more and more people waking up there's more and more and more people doing good on a smaller scale the same as on a bigger scale so i think we're going to tip the balance and if we don't well then the next time <laughs> yeah i i absolutely agree i think it's time the we've repeated the war stories and you know the death and destruction stories for so long that mm. We've kind of, you know, run the gamut on all of those. Time to learn something new and peace and prosperity and and mm -hmm. kindness for all. Although I think it's, I've lately started looking more and more into quantum theories, mm -hmm. and 
I absolutely love it. I mean, I never understood it when I learned it as a kid. It was like how Schrodinger's cat, how can he be dead and alive at the same time until I look and then I see whether it's alive or dead. It's, that was just boop. <laughs> now it's, it, it depends on what you look at. The same like they're saying with the electrons. They are either as a wave or they're in certain places, but it depends on what you look for. You're looking for the wave, you'll find the wave. You're looking for it to be just circling around, it will be circling around. And the same counts for me, in my opinion, for the flat earth or round earth. You're looking for evidence that is round, you'll find it. You're looking for evidence that is flat, you'll find it. You're looking for evidence that the world is evil, you will find it. You're looking for evidence that the world is good, you will find it. Uh, so people that think that the world will continue going downhills into the evil, that might become their reality. Whereas people that think, nope, this time we're going to turn it around, that will become our reality. I love that. That is that is so true. And one of my favorite quotes is from Wayne Dyer, who says, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And mm -hmm. it's so true. You just you just articulated that so beautifully. <laughs> well, they're saying as well if you learn about manifesting. A lot of them teach you, you get what you focus on. So you focus on the debt, you'll get more debt. You focus on the negative, you will get more negative. You focus on the positive, you will get more positive. Yes, we all float up and down. We can't be positive all the time. It's normal and natural. It's part of our human experience. But it's in general, what you mostly focus on is what you're going to get. That's why my life at the moment is so wonderful, because for years and years and years, I've been just mainly focusing on what's positive in it, what's the good. And look, I find more and more and more and more. Yes, there is still certain things that are not so great, but I don't focus on them. I love that. So it's it's so beautiful. I love I love all of this wisdom that you are sharing with us today. It's just it's it's amazing all the wisdom that each one of us possesses, and we're not we're not always asked about our wisdom. We're not always listened to for our wisdom. A lot of times we're judged for our wisdom, and. I really wanted to create these soul stories so that we could all just share just mm -hmm. our own perspectives, our own life stories, so that we can all start to realize that we are all greatly valuable, that we mm -hmm. are so valued. We are so loved. There's so much beauty in each one of us. And you have really articulated that in such a beautiful way today, sharing so much beautiful wisdom and insight. Thank you so much for that. Is there anything that you'd like to, anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Any 
bits of wisdom. I think what you just said is sometimes we don't get heard. Sometimes we don't get asked. But if we share our wisdom and we don't get heard, don't take it too hard because very often it's that person is not ready to hear it yet. They will hear it sooner or later when they are ready. So just share your wisdom with anybody who wants to listen. And you will find out the ones that don't want to listen sooner or later will listen either to you or to somebody else when they are ready. It's just not their time yet, but don't give up. Ah, that is so beautiful. Masha, thank you so much for sitting down with us today and sharing your story and all of your wisdom. Thank you for allowing me to. <laughs> well, it is a great pleasure and I am I'm very excited to be able to share soul stories with everybody because every soul has a story and we all are able to make our stories great if we start to look for the greatness within each of us when we start to learn to love ourselves just like you so brilliantly shared today true <laughs> so i would like to thank everybody who has been listening to our soul stories episode today with masha weston and i uh, look forward to coming back again with another soul stories so masha thank you so much thank you all right until next time, everyone, I'm Lisa Warner, and I am the author of The Simplicity of Self-Healing. You can find that story of how I healed from cancer without any medical intervention whatsoever on Amazon. <laughs> and uh, the book is called The Simplicity of Self-Healing. So thank you so much for joining us today, and we look forward to our next Soul Stories. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Connecting You to You Radio. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Are you ready to discover more about how simple healing your body can actually be when you do it from the higher wisdom of your soul? To learn more about what I do and how you can work with me, visit ConnectingYouToYou.com and get on my mailing list to be the first to know about my latest offerings. If you'd like to interact with me on Facebook, please join my group, Soul Sourced Healing. Check the show notes below for these links and more. I hope to see you again next time on Connecting You to You Radio.